Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yee. Yee, that was different. <laughs> I'm changing it this time. I reserve the right. Yeah, you should change it every time. Change it up. Okay. What are we talking about today, Bethany? We're talking about something that happened recently that's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big fucking deal. <laughs> so today, we are going to attempt to talk about the entire Hope World album, Song by Song. It's a lot. It is a lot. Honestly, we could talk about this album for hours. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, you and I actually haven't been able to talk about it together yet. We've sent a few texts or we've just been like, oh, I really love this song. But we haven't been able to really, you know talk about it yeah no it's like really it's really great that we haven't really gotten to talk about it because it kind of we have all this stuff we want to say it's it's just like built up so now we get to spend time and talk about it together um and so we don't really know what the other one has to say so no we don't we do a little bit of a different format today is what we're doing something a little different than what we've done before when we're talking about our topics so it should be yeah. fun. And we're both super fucking excited. Like We're also we really wanna... nervous. We're nervous because <laughs> so nervous. It's, his, it's his mixtape and we want to do it justice. I mean, this is probably the most I've prepared for an episode. This mixtape is so fucking good. Like, it's been out in the universe, the idea of it, for two years. Like, and so the suspense and the anticipation for it has built so much. And... I mean, we, I think, we're both so blown away. Yes, with absolutely. Ev- like, oh my god. This album, it's everything I would have expected of J-Hope's mixtape, but it yep. still, like, blew me away. Even though, like, it yeah. exceeded my already ridiculously, like, ridiculously high expectations because, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less of J-Hope. So, all in all, like, when I listen to this album, and I've listened to it so many times... I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so proud of him, and I'm just filled with pure joy that he was able to release his own mixtape, and he was able to express his own individual style and his, you know, own ideas. Yeah, and he did a fucking amazing job with oh that. Oh, my like, God. I'm, I think ev- every single song sounds different, has a slightly different vibe. Yes, there's some musical undertones that are similar, like genre styles or whatever, but every single song sounds different, has its own place in the album, mm-hmm. but the way that they all come together, they they like 
they all perfectly show the unique musical inclination that is J-Hope, the unique story that he tells. Absolutely. Like, even though some of the songs sound different, like, we'll get into it. Like, Daydream to me was very different for J-Hope. But Mm -hmm. how we're going to split up today is Kayla's going to do the first half of the album, and I'm going to talk about the second half of the album. And just the first half to the second half is so drastically different, but it still screams Mm -hmm. J-Hope throughout. 100%. Yeah, I feel like the first half of the album that I get to talk about, it's mostly, like, his feelings. It's, like, the main things that I feel like he wants to say. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into the second part of the album, I feel like it's more, like, it's more, like, hardcore. Um, Like, here's my rap game that I've been, you know, building up all these years. But you can give all all of yours what you think about that when we get to that. My interpretation of it is the first half is very, like, more about him and who he who he is and mm-hmm. kind of, like, J-Hope as a person and how he, like, yes. takes on this persona. And the second half, honestly, he's, he talks a lot about his success, but he's also talking mm-hmm. a lot about BTS's success. Like, yes. even though it's his own mixtape, he still, like, brings BTS into, into the picture, which is, he's so humble. He does, he does it a lot. Um, that we're going to see as I talk about it. So I'm going to dive in. So the first song on the album, on the mixtape, is called Hope World. It's a super uplifting feeling song. It's really cheery. It sounds really hopeful, which is super fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, It has like a funky vibe. Uh, I think that's, that's something that I found in a lot of these songs is that it has a really funky vibe with the bass and some of the snares in the background. And it just kind of sounds like you might hear it like in the 70s. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. It just it's gives groovy. me that. It's very groovy. Yeah, it's very groovy. Um, it definitely still has like a new agey pop sound, but it keeps like some of that funk with the bass line. Anyways, it just made me feel so happy. I got goosebumps. I got so excited. Like hearing this song, this is the first song on his album. Yeah, it's it's the it's the title track or the first track. It's not the hit track, it's the title track. Yeah, and you know, it's it's not titled intro, which a lot of BTS songs on their first album, I mean, even on um, Yoongi's single album, even on RM's, like, they had an intro track, but this one is not titled Intro Hope World. It's just Hope World, and the whole fucking song is his introduction as, here's me, this is the type of per- person I am and who I want to be and what mm-hmm. kind of music I want to make and what I want to offer to the world. It's so it's both his introduction to the album, but also his introduction as a single artist, which I thought was like such a cool way to do it. Yeah, like the the whole welcome to my home world. Like he Yeah. He's introducing himself as like, you know, he has the stage name J Hope, but he's also saying like I take on hope as like a whole like different meaning. Like he yep. he lives his life, like the name gave him a sense of identity, you know? And that's kind of what I get from Hope World. Yeah, he says, say hello to my Hope World. But he says, Hope World, but it kind of sounds like whole world. Like, it's like really that big stage that now he's on. Oh my god, that is so awesome. I never realized that. It just kind of sounds like that. And I feel like he's doing a play on words a little bit. And I just love it so much. It's so Um, clever. He's being clever. Yeah, it's like, um, he says, my name is my life. 
a hopeful vibe, a positive rather than negative type. And I was like, this song is so much like this is him. This, this is, is him. Full, mm-hmm. This is J Hope in a nutshell: positivity, excitement, hope, joy, thankfulness, goals. Yeah, like, he uses such positive words in the song. Yes, I mean, like it's I, insane how like all of them are just super positive and optimistic and yeah yes actually i told my husband i said you should you should be a j-hope bias like he's a sugar bias but i was like like jordan is all about positivity and hopefulness and like the light and the darkness and this is j-hope like i love it so much yeah um he was like he said if i were to say about me every day is like d-day so we know d-day is like that term from um, World War II, but in yeah. pop culture and Korean pop culture specifically, it's like a countdown to when something is going to happen. So he goes on to say a lifetime of thanking for the environment I'm given. So he's like, every single day is like a countdown to something amazing like that's big, happening yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's so awesome. I also want to mention he... He mentioned this not only in the Time article interview, but um, a couple I've seen people online talk about it, too. He says, I run 20,000 leagues under the sea. He references that book. Um, Mm -hmm, He calls himself. Yeah, he calls himself Captain Nemo. And he says that everyone else is our Aranax. I have never read this book. So I looked up like basically who these people are. And um, Nemo means no one. So he's calling himself captain no one but in this book 20,000 leagues under the sea Aranax he just like is curious about Nemo he wants to know everything about him he's always asking questions looking for guidance um so I feel like J-Hope calling himself captain no one but seeing that all these people are looking up to him he says you know he like it's basically him saying that he like who am I but also, okay, I'm going to assume this role. I'm going to put positivity and hope and happiness out into the world because there's not a lot of it sometimes. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, this song and going off of that, like, I don't know anything about that book either, but I, I do know that J-Hope's dad is an English teacher. So I think he was kind of surrounded by these, like, novels, these, you know, what do you call them? Classic novels. And yeah. And... Uh, he I know said that, that he, book really inspired him, mm-hmm, which is so neat. And like at the beginning of this song, you hear like that kind of like going underwater, you know, and he says something about a submarine in the song. And I just I got to mention that, like, for me, the like the artwork of the album and kind of like the theme of the album gives me like a yellow submarine vibe. That might be a stretch. But, it, like, being a Beatles fan. Oh, no, fan, it definitely does. Yeah. Being a Beatles fan, I'm like, when I saw the art for the album I was like oh my god yellow submarine and then I come to listen to hope world and after listening to it I'm like oh you hear these water noises oh he's referencing you know to this novel and he's also you know it was just like maybe he was inspired a little bit by yellow submarine who knows yeah I mean I think we'll get to it more when we talk about daydream but the artwork definitely Mm -hmm, I feel like is inspired by that okay so Next, the next song on the album is called P.O.P. or Pop, whatever you want to call it. It stands for Peace of Peace, like a piece of peace, like world peace, part Mm -hmm. one. And in the Time Magazine article, he said that it's called part one because 
it's a message that is really important to him and that he like it's his goal to kind of convey so he would love to do more parts on it like more Mm -hmm. installments of this song because he wants to keep talking about it so basically this song has a very pop hip-hop blend vibe um there's piano at the beginning that for some reason it kind of reminds me of like a macklemore song like no, I get a that too. The, I can see that. Like the mm-hmm. beginning of the ceiling can't hold us or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very sing-songy rap, um, which makes it very catchy, especially when you get to the chorus. I feel like I love the chorus. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like the chorus is the main meat of this song. Like it the verses, is. Mm-hmm. they say a little bit, but I feel like the chorus is so simple and catchy and short, and it just tells exactly what he wants to say. He says, if I, someone's strength, someone's light, I wish I could be a piece of peace. So that just sums up what he wants to do with the song. He wants to be able to heal, like help heal someone through their music or just, you know, provide a getaway for someone through his music, which to me is very powerful because throughout my life, especially struggling with depression, there's been albums or specific songs by artists like Justin Bieber's Purpose album or Kesha's Rainbow album that I just feel like at those times have really like helped me and saved me almost. And so for J-Hope to say, I want to put out music into the world that's going to be someone's peace, to me, that's how it spoke to me. But it could also be, you know, just someone's happiness, somebody's place, you know, to hang out. Like, it's it, it was, it's a very positive message. It's awesome. Yeah, he understands the therapeutic impact that music has on people this is like his song to send that therapeutic impact to all of his listeners and his fans like he knows that he's got a lot of fans and so he Mm -hmm. wrote this song you know to be able to help people get through tough times or you know whatever it may be and that's super awesome because I think that's what music has been for him as well and a lot of people around the world you know my sister is a music therapist and she every day plays music for trauma patients who have been through so much and they they cry and there's definitely a therapeutic purpose to music so I think that is great yeah. that he actively wanted to make this song so that people could listen to it and be therapeutic for them yeah um he said you are the standard for happiness and you walk that road so basically like what you have and who you are that you should be happy with that you know you're walking that path so like you be happy with who you are and where you're at and what you have. Um, he says, um, he talks about how no good people just won't get it. They won't get how much we suffer or how much pain we have or, you know, that we've made mistakes. But, you know, then he goes on to say that there's no pain, no gain. So if we can't get through that, if we basically can't get through the haters who don't understand us, then we're not going to move on to see the type of future that we want, whether that's just in our own lives or whether that's like a big scale thing, you know, like this seems like such a little song, but it has so much in it. Um, So basically it just gives you with the music vibe though. Like it's, if you're thinking about it, it has serious lyrics, but the vibe of the music is like so uplifting and fun. I could not stop dancing the first time I listened to it. I was on break at work, like, trying to eat my food, and I was just, like, dancing in my chair. It's so, it's just, like, pure joy and happiness. It's, like, Mm -hmm. uplifting, super hopeful. Very uplifting, very J-Hope. Yes. And he says, and I I ended up watching his V-Live 
And he goes through the album, and when he talks about P.O.P. or pop, I'm curious to see which one it is. But when he's talking about it, he said, he straight up said, this is one of the most meaningful songs to me on the album, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he put so much effort into it. And, like, you could tell that every lyric is really thought out. Yeah. I mean, every lyric was, it's so powerful. So, anyways, that was Piece of Peace. Now we're going to talk about the third song on the album, which um, also has a music video. I'm going to talk about that some too. Um, Daydream. Yeah, we'll kind of talk about, we'll talk about this one together a little bit. So this song is like, we get, we get that funk vibe again. We get like some snare, some bass line, like a very smooth bass line. Like you feel very relaxed and chill and mellow. Mm -hmm. Um, like, and the feeling that I get while listening to it is kind of like a calm, hopeful, feel a little bit upbeat. And again, like that mellow feeling, like you just feel like you could chill out. Yeah. Like this song will take all of your problems away. <laughs> this song, it, this song is kind of transitioning you into the second half of the album, you know, like when baseline mm-hmm. comes in and, oh, you know, sure. and gosh, airplane, you know, when it gets down to that, you know, very end of the album, it gets very mellow, but when I heard Daydream, it really threw me off because it was the first song I listened to because there was a music video. So I was like, oh, my God, I was at field work. I was like, I got I to go. Like I said, I had a phone call and just left because I was like, <laughs> I, 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 have to, I have to listen to it right now. So oh, my I, gosh. Yeah, I, I went outside like and pulled up the video. And at the very beginning, his voice is so deep. And it's like it's almost monotone, like at parts. Yeah. Um, and it just throws me through a loop because, like I've said many times, he, his rapping style is more bizarre and he's constantly changing his pitch. And at the beginning of Daydream, it's very, you know, very monotone, very, you know, yeah. and it sounds really good. And, you know, it took me by surprise. But like I said, it just doesn't really take me by surprise because J-Hope, I'm he he's going to branch out, you know, and I think that's great. Yeah. All, I think all the BTS members kind of branch out with their music and he kind of went out on a limb with this song and changed up his style. But again, like as he gets to the chorus, he gets a little bit more, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, more out there, like his normal style. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. I feel like he uses his voice as such an instrument. I think more often than we see in rap music a lot where his inflection and his pitch will change so much and it blends with the background music. It will Uh blend with the other melodies in there. And that's what when he takes away his pitch like that, I feel like that effect that you're talking about, yeah, it's so powerful because we're suddenly focusing on how, like, deep and smooth and sexy his voice is. And, like, wow, this oh, is a J-Hope yeah. we haven't seen before. Oh, like, this is a... Yeah. Like, I mean, he's so fucking versatile. Like, he just... Oh, mm. my God. He's that part, that part of the song where he is, like, rapping to the point where he's almost whispering... Um, it's mm-hmm. the it's the part in the music video where he you know kind of puts his hands out and he's sitting on a bed and then like uh-huh. the room folds away to this like dark room where you see a silhouette and behind him is like this extra wide screen like virtual reality type screen oh my yes. god which of course reappears in airplane which is super cool but anyways that part his voice is so seductive and saucy like fuck yes yes <laughs> the whisper. 
the I literally wrote down this whisper singing is everything. Like yes. it's so amazing. Um, that's a good place that you brought that up for me to go into my crazy theories that I have. I'll just ramble them off about Tell me this, because I don't know them. This video. Okay. Even then the lyrics, he, he like in the lyrics he references BTS. Um, at least one point that I noticed when he says, love my rule, because obviously that's referencing Cypher part four, where he says, I love my rule. Anyways, so it's I didn't like, even think of that. He's re- yeah, he's so he's referencing Cypher four and um, really he's referencing BTS, saying basically saying he loves his work with them and he loves being a member of BTS. But I think that he used the video also to like to reference bts throughout the whole thing there are so many similarities here's just some that i noticed when he's in that shot on the bed um there's a side shot at first before it goes into the big room with the beautiful background that there's a very similar shot in serendipity and then when he goes into that big room and he's like a silhouette on the bed it's almost like a negative shot of a big wide shot in Serendipity where it's a bunch of white space and Jimin is just like sitting on the bed. Um, oh, I never even noticed that. I've been hearing that there's like Serendipity vibes coming from this video, but of course I yeah. didn't look into it, but that kind of makes sense. I mean, it would be cute because, you know, J-Hope and Jimin are very close. and Like they're roommates and, you know, anyways. They are roommates. Um, also, towards the end of the video, he's J-Hope is like walking in the distance. He has his hands in his pockets. It's a whole white background. And it's total fucking mic drop music video vibes where R- when RM and V are walking in the background with mm-hmm. like a bunch, a bunch of white space. Yeah. Um, like at the beginning of the second verse when he's sitting at the table and then it switches to like the fancy table. With, like, where he's in a suit and there's a background, there's flowers on the table, there's, uh, like, artwork in the background. I mean, this is just me being crazy, but that is totally for referencing Blood, Sweat, and Tears when they're all sitting at a fancy table with flowers and they're, like, you know, like, that music video is very artistic. Mm -hmm. It's very artistic. Yeah. Um, At one point in the video, I think he's on his bed, but he's, like, out in space, um, could oh, also yeah, be yeah. serendipity vibes, but I get DNA vibes. You can see on the right hand side of the video just a very faint, like, um, galaxy filter, and it's only there for a minute, but it's just there a tiny bit. But he's also like, I don't think a galaxy would fit the aesthetic of this video, so just a regular Starry Night Sky did. But I still feel like it has DNA vibes, even though it wasn't super galaxy. But he was like out in space with stars. So, oh yeah. No, oh, also, I get that. Mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I have one more. At one point in the video, he's like dancing in that tracksuit with the bucket hat, and he looks super cute and super cool. Um, he kind of like does this move where he like splits himself and he clones himself, basically. Like, that's oh my what the god, video looks it's like. so trippy! And there's, I love and it there's so seven. Much. There are seven of Wait, him. There's okay, seven there's of him in the middle. <gasps> There's him in the middle and three on one side and three on the other. How many, Bethany, how many members are there in BTS? There's seven members. There's seven (laughs) members. (laughs) 
Okay. That that's crazy. That's crazy, girl. You dug deep into this music video. <laughs> it's such a good music video, though. And like, honestly, guys, all of our listeners, we we are just covering the album. We'll we'll maybe down the road talk about the music videos more in depth because yeah. that, that alone is yeah. a whole episode. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that's my crazy that's my crazy theory. I'm thinking of. Um, that meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie is, like, in the mailroom and he looks like a crazy crackhead. Like, there's, like, uh-huh. wires and strings all over. Um, that's me right now connecting all of this. But I feel like it's I love true. It. I love it. <laughs> I feel like J-Hope is a fucking genius and he planned it out. Oh, no, he's brilliant. He's he's so brilliant. He is. He is. I, the last couple things I just want to say about this song is... The overall theme of his song, when you if you read the lyrics like you're reading a poem, like the takeaway meaning is that he understands that this, what he's doing right now, can't last forever, but he also realizes that it seems like his life is this incredible daydream. Like, that's how amazing it is that he just thinks it's a daydream. It's, like, not um, real. Like, how could it be yeah, real? How could he, it be this, yeah. you know, fantastic and this successful? Like, there, it's just something that someone would dr- daydream about, you know? And yeah. it's it feels surreal to him. He basically, it's like... He said that he said in the song it might seem like he's bragging. Um, he has a line very similar in the song that says almost exactly that, like it might seem like I'm bragging. Um, but in reality, what he's really trying to say is that he can't believe that all of this isn't only just a daydream. Like he just he's like, how is this mm-hmm. really my life? You know. Yeah. And then at the end, when he says wake up it's because it's not a dream anymore you know like he's fucking made it yeah he's done it and this is where he really is it's his reality Mm -hmm. this is fucking i mean he's breaking records yeah a couple things i want to add on just real quickly to the song is the song overall is just super super charming and super catchy like i mean daydream daydream Oh, and like his dancing is nothing super intense, but at the same time, I still can't do his dance moves, even though it looks simple. No. But I mean, I just walk around the ho- around the house, you know, just like daydream, daydream, <laughs> and I'm like moving my body. Like Corey and I both do it together. Yes. It's so cute. Another thing I really love is that how he says "star" um, in the yeah. song. He he purposely, I think he purposely says "star" with like a like a twang, like "r," like "star." Mm-hmm. And I had thought about it a little bit because I'm like, is that just him not knowing how to pronounce star? But he's got to know how to pronounce star. I think he purposely adds that twang. And that's probably my favorite part of the whole song is star. Like, I just love it so much. And all of the in the YouTube subtitles and in the lyrics that I've seen, it says scar, like S-C-A-R. But I'm like, why would he be saying scar? I feel like one lyric had a bad translation and now all of them are like that like wait I do really think, i think that he's, he's saying star. yeah no i st- he has to be saying star right but like all of the lyrics say scar but why would he say wishing on the sky and then not say wishing on a star because that makes sense yeah no no he's definitely saying star i think that's just yeah. people i think he's putting so much twang on that r that people are mishearing it yeah, I have no idea, but like that's all the lyrics that I see. So if he literally says "wish upon a star," 
Like, yeah, don't, English. The whole thing's in English. <laughs> like, don't, it, it, don't tweet, don't, don't post a comment saying that we got the lyrics wrong because I think that online, I think the internet has the lyrics wrong. Oh, no. Well, I think he's saying, wish upon a star. Like, that's, yeah, what, a I, star. that's what I'm he's, hearing. Yeah. That's what Corey heard, too. Corey was like, he just said, wish upon a star. Yeah. But all of the fucking lyrics say scar. Mm. All right. Yeah. I guess, you know what, guys, email us. Tell us what you think. No, don't. It's star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Also, he, on his V Live, he, again, just kind of talks about how he saw that this song, Um. he wrote this song when he was on the Wings tour in Brazil, and he said that when he listens to it, he can feel the temperature rising when he listens to Daydream. Like, he can just hmm. feel the heat of Brazil because that's where he wrote it. I thought that was so cute. Oh, that's so amazing. Okay, so the last song that I'm going to talk about on this album before Bethany gets to tell me all about her part um, is Baseline. I fucking love Baseline. It's the fourth song on the album. Um, it is a fucking hype song. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Um, I can just, in my mind's eye, I can picture J-Hope rapping this song, like, looking, I mean, like, you know, wrinkling up his nose and, like, really getting in the camera and, like, moving his body, like, this is a J-Hope song. Mm-hmm. Um, he he said in the Time Magazine article that he originally thought this track was going to be, like, more of, like, an interlude track, like a middle-of-the-album track, kind of a transitional track, but after hearing the incredible beat and sound that they, you know, made for the song, um, he decided in true type A blood style fashion, he decided to go all in. Like, yeah, he of didn't course, expect much J-Hope. of it. He really didn't no, yeah. expect much of it when it started. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do anything half-assed. He's J-Hope. Um, He's so a perfectionist. He, he, Yes, it's it's his type A blood. We've talked about it. Oh, um yeah. so so he he just goes all in. It sounds very hardcore, harsh. It like almost sounds like a diss track, a diss track, and I only say that because it's like aggressive. Like it sounds aggressive. It sounds really like sick, if you want to say that, like mm-hmm. just real nasty, like in your face. It's really short. But it's packed with, like, emotion and feeling and meaning. Um, And basically, his bass line, like, he says bass line like every other fucking line. Um, Oh, oh yeah. And his, yeah, I mean, but he's saying his bass line represents, like, his goals and what he needs to do to feel success personally for himself in his life. He said, like, his, he also said his baseline is above other people. So, like, you can't fucking get him because his goals have been higher for him. And, you know, like, he set his goals higher and that's what he's going to stick to, basically. So, anyways, he said, I debuted because I worked harder than anyone. I slept less and I did more for myself. Like, that's what he's saying. Yeah, like, no, he worked crazy freaking hard for this everything that he's done in his life like it hasn't been just given to him you know Mm-hmm. I mean he talked about starting out as a street dancer for 10 years um he talked about how music while dancing shaped his own style and like that's how he has such a unique music style because he 
He learned music through his body first. And Kayla, I love that you said that. I love that you said that. That is Aww. just exactly what it is. That's exact. It blows my mind that he never knew how to rap or anything like that before this. Like, yeah. He knew that he loved music, and he was able to express yeah. how he felt about music through dancing. And through dancing, yeah. it led him to this whole world that he was introduced to and didn't really know of, of rapping and, and singing and composing i mean he writes this shit you know and yeah i think dance is ultimately like his main thing but he gives so much credit to it and appreciates it so much because it revealed this talent he never knew he had oh it's dance is how j-hope first learned how and naturally interpreted music like this is just him you know like that's how he brought in, that's how he developed his music style, not by making music, not by, you know, wanting to one day make music, but for how he could dance to it and how Mm -hmm. it would make him feel when he danced to it. And I feel like that's what we get in this album. Every single song makes you want to move. Every single song affects you somehow besides you just listening to it and thinking, oh, that's cool. Absolutely. Like it gives him, it gives him a different perspective when he makes music, you know, like, Other rappers and singers, you know, maybe they dance a little bit, but, like, they're not, you know, really dancers. Whereas he, he's thinking, like, when he's writing his music, he's not just thinking about how it sounds or the rap or the lyrics or whatever. He's, like, his body's feeling it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's thinking of it from a dancer's perspective, which is so unique. So unique Mm -hmm. compared to other artists. I mean, it's what, I mean, it's what made this album so amazing. And I feel like... Baseline is one of those songs where that really comes through. Um, I'm just going to wrap up talking about Baseline by saying basically this album and making more music remains as J-Hope's dream. That's what he conveys in the song and Baseline. So basically this song and really the album as a whole is just his Baseline. His This is his starting. This is his beginning. You know, like this is the bare minimum that J-Hope can do. This isn't even him at his full potential because this is just the first goal that he set, you know? Like, this was, I mean, and this was already so fucking good. He's saying it's only getting better. Like, my goals are only getting higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's baseline. Wow. God. Holy shit. We're all, ooh, I feel like I just got the wind taken out of me with like just going I mean this album is so fucking good it's so good it's so much to talk about I mean let's let's get into the second half of the album here I mean yeah. because it gets, I'm ready I'm ready to relax and Tell it, it, it kind of starts with baseline so the second yes. half so baseline it kind of preps you for Hansung because Hansung starts without it starts without any warning like there's no build like if you were to just no. listen to this song without hearing anything before it, like you probably would, you know, your heart would stop because it's almost like he just starts <laughs> off with "hangs out with my dog," huh? Like it's just like so <laughs> intense. Oh um, my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. So this song features Supreme Boy, who is supreme above all boys in this song. I am probably <laughs> going to give a lot of shout out to Supreme Boy in this. Because, honestly, I think J-Hope would agree with me, I think, if I know him well enough. I don't. But 
Supreme Boy really <laughs> Supreme Boy really makes this song. I mean, it just Absolutely. He adds to the hype of the song, but he also elaborates on the meaning of the song, which yep. the meaning of the song to put it simply, it it again, it's about BTS and their crew's success and mm-hmm. J-Hope's success. Yeah. Um, he hypes up J-Hope too. Like it's, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Supreme Boy in this song is quintessential. He's awesome. Oh yeah. So on J-Hope's V-Live, he is so humble because he has such a hard time expressing what this song is about. Um, Mm -hmm. He kind of says, like, we kind of became successful. Like, kind of. Like, hell yeah, you guys are (laughs) successful. Like, you know, and J-Hope has every right to show off and brag. Like, that's what this song is about is he's just like, I'm on top of the world. Like, you know, I'm like succeeding. It's it's a typical rap song in, in a kind of way, you know? Um, yeah. Because he's just talking about his success. But at the same time, he's worked really hard to be here. And he wasn't just born into the industry with like a silver spoon in his mouth, you know? Like, he worked to be here. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So in, in his V-Live, he's like, okay, I was trying to show off in this song. Like, I think it's pretty clear, you know? And, and it's true. But, <laughs> but the song, it starts off with J-Hope. And it's his signature nasally, throaty style mm, you know like love it i know oh i love God. it too it's 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 the j-hope style that we're used to seeing in bts you know so he starts off you know with that hang sang with my doll right you know and hang sang loosely translates to always or all as always which j-hope uses to express how he he basically is always with his members and they're all just oh. like yeah they're just all taking the world by storm you know like that's it's really what the song is about because he he gives credit to BTS and to Supreme Boy and to the crew members in the song that, like, he's here because of them. Like, of course, yeah. of him, too. Like, it was a team effort, basically. So to talk, a, <laughs> to talk a little bit more about Supreme Boy, he is just so satisfying in this song. Like, I get it. It's J-Hope's mixtape, and I'm sorry, but I have to talk about Supreme Boy in this song because... Oh, he deserves it. He, he deserves, deserves it. He produces I, a lot of BTS music. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he was almost in BTS. Like, this, I mean, there's yeah. no one doubting. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's he, you know, he's in the big hit family, too. Like... Yeah. And it's interesting because the my favorite parts of the song... Like, I love J-Hope so much, obviously, but my favorite parts of this song in particular are all Supreme Boy's parts. And, <laughs> okay, so Supreme Boy says airport in the song. Mm-hmm. Supreme Boy saying airport is so fucking delicious. Like, by far, oh. it's by far one of the best parts of the song. Can you say it for me like he does? He's, he's like, when I'm cruising down the damn airport. Like, that airport. Oh, yes. Like I fucking love that part. Yeah, when I'm cruising down the damn oh. airport. Like, I just can't help but to be like, poor, you know, with him. Every time, like... It's so hot. It's so hot. But, yeah, he's that airport. Like, it's... There's no other way to describe it but delicious. Like, damn. Fucking so hot. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he also... Yeah, he also has another part where he... He goes, nada, 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 meaning, like, me too, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. And he just crushes me with his rapping style. It's, like, prime. Like, I haven't really gotten to to hear Supreme Boy all that much. And so in this yeah. song, it's it's a real hype song. I mean, it's just, like, it's kind of for the haters in a sense, you know? Like, we're so successful, basically, is what it's saying. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so towards the middle end of the song, again, Supreme Boy screams like, wow, and then he coughs and sniffs. He's like, (coughs) (laughs) like, I love it. And then he says, haters better cop out. It's so badass, and it's so satisfying to my ears. Do you know what part I'm talking about where he's like, (coughs) like, oh, it's it's in the middle (laughs) end of the song. When you when you listen to it, you'll hear it. Okay, I'll I'll listen for it next time. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Uh huh. It it stands out to me a lot. Overall, like the style and the beat of the song is so sick, and the style of the song really conveys what the meaning of the song is, like what they're trying to say. You know, it's like one hundred percent. The whole song is simply insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I mean I, I truly think that if Hang Sang was like if it was made by some American artist, if it was an American track, it would be fucking number one on all the charts, requested on every radio station, played at every fucking house party. Like it is so fucking lit like and it's almost it's lit it's almost a continuation of baseline i feel like it, they both have very similar attitudes and mm-hmm. like you're right like it is it is sick it is like fucking it's a it's like a diss track to anyone who might hate on them like there's it's yeah it's, and you and you really like this song yeah i fucking love this I, song this song is a i uh-huh. like i could i could listen to the song on a loop i mean i could listen to all these songs on a loop for 10 hours to be honest but oh. this song i just want to be in my bathroom putting on my makeup mm-hmm. getting dressed drinking wine before i go out for you know a night on the town like yeah. it's like a hype song it is a hype song Oh my god, yes. Okay, okay. tell me more. Next on the, yes, next (laughs) on the album, you know, my favorite song of the whole album Uh, is Airplane. Airplane. And I told Kayla when we were prepping, we were trying to figure out how we were going to break this up, and I was like, I don't really care as long as I get Airplane. (laughs) I just, I just need Airplane. And we were supposed to record yesterday, but... Um, Airplane, the music video, had not been released yet. No. And it came out today. Yep. Today. So I was like, thank God we waited because, oh, my God, Airplane has a music video now, (laughs) you know. So, again, again, we're just going to touch the surface of it. We're not really going to go in depth. Yeah. Because the song alone, the song alone has so much to it. Yeah. So let's get into it. Tell me. I have an emotional attachment to this song because... Back when J-Hope tweeted just, like, a snippet of the song, mm-hmm. of the, like, before the album was released, he just did, like, a snippet of the song. And when I saw it and heard it, I had this gut feeling it was going to be my favorite song. Like, the way it starts off, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be on his mixtape. I know it. <laughs> I didn't even know what the song was about. I didn't know anything. I just heard the very beginning. And I was like, yep. That's going to be my favorite song in the album. I can feel it. And it is. <laughs> so in my, in, in my opinion, my opinion, the whole album is amazing. But to me, this is the best song in the album. Like, J-Hope's voice is stunning in the song. But in all honesty, I feel that it's the instrumental that makes this song. Like, the instrumental is beautiful. I can't agree with you. I can't say that this is my favorite song on the album. I love this song. Yeah, it's, it's my I opinion. I love yeah, every yeah, song yeah. on the album. But this is, I mean, you're, this is such a fucking good song. Okay, so 
another thing that I forgot to mention, add this in, um, is that at the end of Daydream, the music video, there's like a shadow of an airplane. And like literally yesterday, I was thinking, huh, when I was coming up, when I was noticing all these fan theories or whatever, like when I was noticing all of these theories in this fucking video that um, I saw this airplane and I was like, you know, that's so cool. He's like referencing Airplane, like the later song in his album. Like maybe he's saying that's a really important song to him too. And then he fucking today dropped the fucking Airplane video. So, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, at the very end, you see that Airplane shadow while he's sleeping. You know, yeah. He says, wake up. And then, you know, he's just sleeping in bed. And honestly, part of me was like, why are there so many airplanes? Because they also have, like, Pacific Airlines. I was like, why are there so many airplanes? And he mentions airplanes in other songs. Like, he's very, you know, that's a common theme throughout the entire album. It's like the whole album is referencing BTS Um, and his love for them. So this music video was released today. And honestly, when it came out, I wasn't even surprised. Because I knew, I just had this feeling that airplane is... Mm-hmm. one of his best songs on the whole album. So when it was like, I mean, you know, I got the tweet, like, airplane music video, and I was like, oh, I mean, I immediately sent yeah. it to all of you, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And the only the only thing that threw me off is that it was just a couple days after Daydream, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Another thing that gets me is, like, he wrote this tune for this song while he was in Chicago. Like, why were we not... In Chicago. <laughs> Why did we not know about BTS? Uh, like, the Midwest. So much happened in Chicago. I know. Apparently, the Midwest had a huge inspiration to these boys, because Sugar also wrote the tune for the outro, Her. Yeah, and he yourself. wrote his part for Her during that, also. I know. Uh, we should have been there. We should have been there. <laughs> I'm not bitter. He officially decided to write the song about an airplane, because... He flies in them continuously, mm-hmm. and he remembers as a child looking up at the sky and always dreaming to fly in an airplane. Wow. Which, you know, he, he talks about this in his V-Live. So in this song, prior to this, you hear, you know, Hung San, which from Hung San to Daydream is just like a drastic difference, you know. And Hung San to Airplane is just this drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes you from this hype trap beat to a somewhat slower, mellow pace. Um, so Airplane starts off with this instrument that resembles like a glass harp. You know, like people playing those glasses, you know, with the water in yes. it. It reminds me of that. The instrumental sounds as if like the sound waves of the track are like bouncing off the walls and rippling into each other, which creates this like echoey effect all around you. Oh, I love That's that. what captures you. I love that. It captures that. you at the very beginning, you know. And it has this dreamy sound that alludes you to what it feels like to soar through the sky in an airplane. Like he just I mean, the fact that the song is called Airplane and that beginning intro, that instrumental is just it fits perfectly together. Like crucial for setting the scene. Oh yeah. yeah. It's very relaxing. It's very mellow. You know, he's able to reproduce the noises of what the wind outside a passenger window of an airplane sounds like. That's all I can say about this instrumental part is, like, that's what it sounds like. In addition, he's, like, resembling, like, the roar of an airplane that cruises over you in in the sky, you know? Like, 
it's just genius. Mm. And then you hear this like percussion instrument that sounds similar to like a xylophone, which contrasts to that echoing instrumental in a very like simple and beautiful way. It's just like the entire song has that instrumentation playing subtly in the background and it's just beautiful. So then enters J-Hope's voice, which is just dreamy and deep um, (laughs) until he says, airplane, airplane, and then, like, the bass drops and the song gets so lit. But at the same time, it's super subtle in, like, this soothing way. Yes. And again, you see, like, in the music video, I'll talk about the music video a little bit, you see that, like, virtual reality, widescreen TV kind of, like, behind him. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, sitting. And, like, usually in Daydream, there's a bed, but now he's sitting in a chair. And it's like, fucking daddy. Like, he's leaning (laughs) in the chair, and he's rapping so coolly and so calmly and nonchalantly that I just want to go and, like, crawl on his lap and have him stroke my hair. Like, (laughs) he is... The most dope-ass man in the world. Oh He's the most dope-ass man in the world. He is so fucking dope. You're so right. Yeah. Fucking daddy. Um, <laughs> so the only part of the music video that I really need to point out is minute one, second 22. I'm telling all of you guys who are listening, go to minute one, second 22. This <laughs> video, this part of the video sends chills through my spine. Oh. And Kayla... I'm about to explain it to you. Please tell me, because I have not I have not seen it. Uh, minute one, second 22, guys. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> J-Hope is standing in front of this building mm-hmm. in the music video. He has his arms out to his side, and he does this throughout, but he's got his arms out to his side like an airplane. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, trying to look like an airplane. Then he sings the words, God bless, as he brings his hands together oh. above his head to, like, pray, and as he lowers his praying hands, an airplane appears and flies very lowly over him in the building. Like, it just comes out of nowhere yes. like, as he says, God bless. Yes. It's like, airplane. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, it's just, like, chills. Yes. Chills, chills, Fuck chills, yes. Chills. Oh. oh. Now that you just, oh. first oh. of all, you just fucking described that perfectly and I, I... It's my favorite part. Like, oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that part is so monumental because it's... He's talking about fucking airplanes. He's talking about the effects, like, you know, the life that he's been able to live. You know, basically, an airplane is like a metaphor for BTS or for this career mm-hmm. that he's had. Um, yeah. And so, right as he says, God bless, and he looks so fucking cool when he does that. Oh my god, he's so cool. He's so cool. So cool! And that surprise of the airplane just flying over, you're right, it has this incredible effect where you're just like, damn! Like, oh my god, I want a BTS reaction video, and you know how when they put out a music video, they're all sit down and watch it? Yes! Oh Oh, my god, they should do that. They should do that. I just want, I just want, like, five minutes of Jimin just, like, slapping J-Hope on the arm, like, oh, hobby young, hobby young. With his cute little eye smile, Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What a great song. Anyways, as for the meaning of the song. Yes. What J-Hope is trying to portray, I feel, is simply the success of himself and the success of BTS. Mm Mm-hmm. And my interpretation of the song is that He tells us about his dreams of living a much larger life, a life where you can fly airplanes and, 
you know, which airplanes are just, like, this revolutionary, surreal, like, invention anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, you get to travel thousands of miles and hours. Like, who would have thought, you know? Damn. It's, yeah. So, to me, like, the airplane, in a way, kind of symbolizes his success. Yeah. And J-Hope tells us how he ran. In the lyrics, he says he ran and worked to be where he is now. And so when he wrote the song, he was actually on an airplane, which how cool. Mm -hmm. But I imagine him sitting in an airplane, traveling across the world for like some concert or some reason. He's traveling across the world, writing writing the lyrics and reflecting on his own successful life. You know, Bethany. Um, So can I tell you that? mm -hmm. And you are right on the money with that, because in the Time magazine article that I've referenced too many times in this and that I read yesterday um it was a good article and i haven't read it but i know i need to read it yeah. i've heard a lot about it he i mean it's great just for him to explain a little bit i think he probably said a lot of it on his v live also but mm-hmm. he said he was literally sitting in first class on an airplane sitting in first class something he never thought that he was gonna do And he was looking around. He saw all the other members around, you know, like getting settled or whatever to take off. And he's like, damn, like literally right then he felt inspired to write this song. So you are right on the money with that. Yeah. Like that's exactly what I mean. That's Mm -hmm. 100 percent right. That's awesome. So that's a perfect transition into the end of the song. Yes. J-Hope, when he's on the airplane, he's not by himself. He's with his six other members and Mm -hmm. they're all there so he ended up asking the six members to join him at the end of the song to chant slash sing airplane airplane (laughs) since the song is about their success and he gives credit to bts for i mean that is like why he's become so successful like he would not be where he is without the other members Mm -hmm. so he found it fitting that the other members sing that part of the song because, you know, he wasn't alone on those airplanes. He was with yeah. all his members. And yeah. all the Aww. members, like, yeah, all the members, <laughs> like, when he asked them to sing that part, they were like, hell yeah. Like, I think they all felt honored. But he was also, like, super surprised that they even agreed to it, which blows my mind, you know. Yeah. But uh, overall, in, in J-Hope's V Live, he says that Airplane will remain as the unforgettable song of his musical career. Oh. I know. J-Hope. J-Hope. Okay. Wow. I'm crying. Going off of that, going (laughs) off of that, we go into, I knew, I told you, I would talk so much about Airplane. I just love it so much. Um, But going off into that, we lead into Blue Side, which is the outro to the entire album. Yes. So he apparently wrote this song three years ago, right after one verse. I love this song. Yeah, it's beautiful. So the lyrics in the title, Blue, come from his inspiration from the sky and the wind. So in his V Live, J-Hope doesn't say much at first while he's listening. Like, he's playing all the songs in his V Live, and when Blue Side comes on, he's just not saying much. He's just staring. Mm. And his his facial expression conveys, like, he's thinking mm-hmm. and it has a lot of thought and sentiment to it. So before, you know, that happens before he ends up mentioning that the song brings back a lot of memories for him because he wrote this song so long ago. So for me, I can see that this song means a lot to him. I mean, all the songs mean a lot to him, and he talks about it. But this song in particular was written so long ago before many of the recent events that have happened in his life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So he, when he listens to it, he must feel nostalgic, yeah. you know, because it was written so long ago. Maybe he he chose to have that song that he wrote so long ago sit at the end of this amazing album to just be like, this whole album is me being so grateful for what I have and how far I've come and how far BTS has come and, you know, like where my career has been and, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Mm-hmm. Now, you know, he can, he's talking about that, talking about being so grateful. So then he's ending it with this wonderful song about, you know, that makes him feel nostalgic, you know, and makes him Mm -hmm. think back to where they began like three years ago. That's 2015, you know, like they had not yet. They hadn't like blown up internationally as much yet. Like that's. Yeah. Wow. He he had no idea that that song would end up being on his mixtape three years later. That no. has been as crazy, amazing, successful as it has been since it was released just, you know, not even a week ago. Yeah. Like, wow. And, and three years ago was before, I mean, the idea of him doing a mixtape had even come about. Like, the earliest that uh-huh. he talked about doing a mixtape was two years ago, and he said... Um, that in the Time Magazine article, I'm pretty sure that um, he didn't actually even, wasn't even able to really work on it until about a year ago. So, mm-hmm. like, that, this song that you're talking about was, you know, really from a time when J-Hope didn't think it was going to, that song was going to go anywhere or be yeah, anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to cry. No. This is so beautiful. I know. Let me get into the song. Let me get into, like, what this song is about, too. Because, honestly, when I was doing my research, I was like, okay, Blue Side, you know, I like it, and it's really great. But when I started doing my research and I really started listening, it's, like, on the top of my list. Like, it might be my second favorite song on the album. Like, it's so short, but... It's so good. Yeah. So the song, it's somewhat similar in style to that of Airplanes. It's mellow, Mm -hmm. relaxing, but I think what makes it different is, like, it's got more of a delicate feel. Whereas, yeah. you know, Airplane, it's still kind of hype, you know, but in that, you know, kind of subtle way, soothing. Can can something be hype and soothing at the same time? You know, that's <laughs> that's how I describe Airplane. Yeah. But with this song, it's it's more delicate. And the song is honestly, to me, a good thinking song. Mm-hmm. A kind of song that if you were conflicted in your life, or a feeling that you were misunderstood, that this song could guide you to the answers. And J-Hope, he conveys the song as a place, like a place where you go, you know, Mm -hmm. the blue side. He says, back to the blue side, you know, in the song, for me, for me, the blue side is a place where you go to think. And the song, the way it's like built and the way it's written, the song kind of takes you there, a place where you can just think and calm yourself in the chaos of life. And the, the instrumental consists primarily of simple instruments, a piano, bass, and wind chimes. And the bass in the background of the song is very strong and prominent. And at the end, especially of the song, the wind chimes become very prevalent, which is a very relaxing, soothing sound, you mm-hmm. know. For me, the song is just the most perfect outro to, to this album. The outro, and he said in his V-Live that he did not plan this to be his outro. It just kind of happened. And the outro, it it carries you back to a reality after the chaos and diversity of this album. I mean, go back to Hope World. Ugh. Think about how different Hope World is from Blue Side. 
think about how different Hope World is from Airplane. Oh, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, this journey that he took us on. You go on one hell of a trip. Oh my gosh, we went on a fucking airplane. I know. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have for Blue Side. I think it's just, yeah, it's very well written. The whole album is just very diverse. It it's ama- it's perfect. It's everything I would have expected and more. Yeah, I mean, the whole album has um, themes of pride, of joy, of gratefulness and thankfulness and, you know, aspirations and goals, as well as mm-hmm. um, ownership for who you are and for what you have and for what you've done. I love that you mentioned goals because this mixtape was a huge goal. Of yeah. J-Hope's. And he achieved it. So a big congratulations to J-Hope. Like, all the hard work really has shown in this album, this flawless mixtape that he has made for all of us to enjoy. Yeah. I, an absolutely wonderful album. Um, mm-hmm. Could not truly say a bad thing about it. We we can tell that he poured his heart and soul into it. You know, it's... I mean, we just want to thank J-Hope for putting it out into the world for us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I hope this was informative to all of you listeners. I hope it was enjoyable for all of you yeah. listeners. You probably know a lot of this information, but yeah. it's just great to be able to talk about it and express our personal feelings of the album and how it's affected us. This week, email us if you agree with any of my crazy theories about the Daydream video. Um... If you enjoyed hearing about this this week, if you've enjoyed any of our other podcasts, the best thing that you can do to spread the word to other armies who you think would also enjoy it is to write a review on iTunes. Um, it's not for us. It's not for our ego. It's not. We don't. We don't care about a review. But what it does is it helps us go up on the charts, which is the easiest, best way to get more visibility to allow more armies to find this, to be able to also hang out with us and fangirl about BTS and learn something about BTS. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could just take two minutes and write a review, um, give us five stars. It's not for us. It's just for iTunes. Um, and if you want to email us, you can reach us at standingbtspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to Get at us on Twitter. You can find us at Standing BTS Pod. Um, you can find us on our pre-existing fangirl Instagram account, Sugarfree Cookie Jams, and all of that will be in the description. In the description. Oh yeah. Thanks for listening, and thanks for standing BTS.